This is Dave. This is Reese. And this is Manic Joy, a podcast about life, love, and, and uncertainty. Hello, Reese. Hi, David. <laughs> How are you, my love? Oh, I'm great. Listen, I'm just going to get this out of the way right off the bat. Okay. I want to apologize to you. I want to apologize to you, dear listener. Last week, I made a promise, and I completely did not bel- deliver. Believer, I was going to say. You delivered, but I you did not, didn't deliver. That's true. I Sometimes you, I, I deliver. You delivered with this drink, though. I'll but I did deliver that. with that drink. Yeah. The drink is pretty good. We'll talk it's about that delivered. here in a minute. But I know many of you were listening and, and, and waiting with bated breath to find out What's the deal with imitation crab meat? Right, right. Because I had promised that I would do a deep dive, and I did. I just yeah. forgot to bring it up, oddly enough. Yeah. And so today is your lucky day. And you got <laughs> all the non-complaints about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, so many non-complaints. I, I, I have been. It's been eating me alive all mm, week, mm-hmm. all week. So here's the deal. Back in the seventies, the Japanese actually invented imitation crab meat. Crab, crab meat and it's, wow. a, it's a seafood paste. Was <laughs> it crab beet this, or crab your, meat? Your crab beet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a seafood paste made oh, from whitefish and it's called surimi. And then they add starch, sugar, and sodium to that. Sugar. Which makes the starch. I- imitation crab meat. Which, Flour. Which basically this was just a, a way to have a cheaper um, alternative to actual crab meat. In case you're wondering... Imitation crab meat does not have a lot of um, uh, health benefits necessarily, like in terms right. of just like the nutritional facts but is what I'm looking for. But it does so have less. It has good. less protein. It has less salt or sodium. But basically, there's really no nutritional value in in, in it really. But um, yeah, it seems to be something that has been deemed a, a, a good alternative and a cheaper alternative to. Uh, Mm-hmm. Regular old crab meat. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about that necessarily. I'm not upset when I have imitation crab meat, but I do, which hence my you know curiosity here is I always do go, yeah, I wonder what this would be like with real crab meat. And I have to say that I feel like because I think you've had imitation crab meat for so long, or that's been in the mix since the 70s, so since we've been around, I think that um, I'm used to that consistency and that Side, like the you so know, that, you're saying that the texture you've been it has programmed by the crab. Meats. The crab people are uh, coming for us, right? The crab meat. Uh, Actually, the crabs have developed imitation crab meat <laughs> so they could live longer. <laughs> what? Are you trying to tell me that you have crabs? <laughs> I, I slowly go to a. Anyway, today the girls are home. Mm-hmm. You might hear them in the background. They're in the kitchen, which, although we've told them we're going to be recording, so this will be the fun part, right? We've right. we've told them that that is not the place to sit in the kitchen. They should go sit in the other side of the room near the TV or go upstairs while we do this. And they're doing great so far. They have not done that. Right. They're still there. And they seem not to understand that the sound from the kitchen actually comes right into this room because we're right next to the kitchen. So right. if you hear some mumbling in the background, that's, we're singing. that's our children. <laughs> who have not Singing. taken heeded our warning of 
Although, although what I am, enjoying, I, no, we're so I, very I'm, excited that they're home. Yes, uh, and we've, we've been we, having a good time. Yeah, we went. Me, Johnny, and Dave went to go see Waitress. We went to see Waitress today, uh, which was a recorded, f- recorded like a, a theatrical presentation of the musical, musical, the live musical performance, which we saw a few years, which ago, we 19, saw a few years, not with this, 19, not nineteen. I was gonna say, wow, yeah, way wow, back in nineteen, nineteen, twenty nineteen. It was, uh, it's a great show, really good show. It so was good. with, uh, this version was with Sarah Borelli, so we did not see her on the version that we saw, but we loved the person who oh. played the lead in yeah. that, uh, Alison Luff, I think her name was, uh-huh. a phenomenal. Yeah. So it was really good. It's a strong show. It was really good to see. But I have to say, and this, I think this is the problem with film versions of theater in general, is that, like, I like that you can experience them. Like, for example, when we watched Hamilton, like, that was fun to watch, but it does not replace nor come close to what the experience is like with live theater. Obviously, right? because well, it, no, there's so you, much at stake. We, we say a different that. energy. Sure, but just being in the room, right? right? Like that had a live audience, right? Like it wasn't like it, they were right. just doing it without a live audience. But what I'm saying is as an audience member, if, you don't, if you've ever been to the theater, like, you don't know that, right. you know? Like you just experienced for what it was, but it's, it's, it's just a... It's a small slice of what it's really like to be there and well, witness that in person. I also feel like it's a good experience to have both because yeah. so we had pretty decent seats when we went to go see it yeah. on Broadway. Um, but that was just from one angle and we got to see it. What was cool about this experience is that because the camera is another character and it shows you different points of view, yeah. you get to see things you ordinarily wouldn't if you see it in the theater. Yeah. So I appreciated that. But I will say when the four of us saw it live, we were hysterical crying. So we thought that would be the same thing. I felt like I did get choked up. But not as but intensely I didn't, like, as, Right, yeah. it changes the dynamics just a little bit just a, but enough just the enough. second we talk about this or we see it or god forbid one of the songs plays while we're all in the car the girls will be harmonizing to it for days oh, and yeah. they were just doing that we, before, <laughs> we just before we started they were the podcast singing yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Which I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, so we're happy to have them home, mm. uh, gearing up for Christmas Eve soon. We thought maybe we would have a smaller group, but it seems like we're going to have a pretty yeah. nice size group, yeah, which exciting. we're very excited about. Yeah. So like, it's it's own. It's, it's back. Own. It's yep. back. We're looking forward to it. Yep. We're drinking, um, I don't know what you want to call this. It's not necessarily a, uh, 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 what am I trying to, espresso es- martini, right. as much as it is a uh, Bailey's martini. It's pretty much. I just added some Bailey's in yeah. here. So Who wants it's Bailey's? Good. It's good. It's yeah. tasty. So this is what we're doing. It's like S- adult chocolate milk. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what it is, actually. Um, now I kind of want an ice cream. Put that in the freezer for a little bit. Make oh, it ice cream. Really that would be good. that's a really good idea. I know. I know. All right. Next time. So today we were going to talk about, I came across an article uh, the other day and I sent this to you and I was like, ooh, this is actually really interesting Um, just because I think we're both dealing with this in many ways because, you know, being in the workforce, but also you having students kind of coming out of this generation. And the, the headline, this was a Business Insider article, and the headline was Gen Z is bringing a whole new vibe to the workplace, anxiety. And so it's actually, it was a really interesting article. I'll, I'll include the link there. Which Hopefully it's not anxiety, on a paywall. I don't know if it is. Anxiety but. has been in the workplace for 
sure. generations but, so, or years. So this is what's interesting, right? Is that I think it definitely is a whole different vibe. And I actually think the headline is a little bit misleading mm-hmm. because this implies that Gen Z is the problem. And not that there's there's a, there's a bit of that, but also I think we can't let the new workplace environment off the hook either. Right. Because I would say that that is actually causing anxiety for a lot of people, right? And it's very difficult to, I think one of the things, and we'll get into it, but like one of the things that's very difficult is being able to have that on-off time, right? And because now with work from home, there's almost not that divide anymore because you're always on almost, right? And everybody has their work computer at their house. Right, which is problematic. And, so, and, and what, what sucks is in a world where you've got Slack messages, you got email, you got all this stuff that really anybody can ping you at any time, it becomes a problem, particularly for these younger kids who don't understand. Like, so for me, I'm a more senior right person in the, in the, play, in the workplace, and I know that I don't have to answer something right away, or I set time like you know only for myself where i'm like oh no i'm done at this time and i'm not going to get to that unless it's something you know extraneous like you know what i mean something that needs some special attention or something like that and so you have that experience and knowledge mm-hmm. to know that yeah i will get to that when i get to it like i don't have to be at beck and call of somebody and i think i'm also fortunate that i work at a place where we are for the most part What's the word I'm looking for? Struggling with words lately. I know. Must be all the alcohol. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I haven't forgotten that or, word. Or, or, or we're getting old. Well, that too. Yeah. Also, but, uh, we're, we're respectful of the internet does time. have the internet impact, does yeah. have an impact on like your brain. I was reading an article about that too. Anyway, go ahead. Respect yeah. So time. I, I mean, so I, I think one of the things, and I, I, you know, obviously, you know, I'd love. I know we both kind of took some notes on this, but I think. There is something to the fact, and so I think there's validity here in that, like, I, I guess I couldn't imagine, because even as, again, having some experience, been at this a job for 12 years, it was my first corporate job. Luckily, I'm good with people, but I think that's part of it, right? That helps with that, because a lot of people aren't, because particularly this new generation doesn't have those relationships or those interactions with people, which I think is a big part of this. But the fact that I have even gotten to a part where I'm like, oh, I have to get out of the house and I would prefer to go into the office sometimes or at least go someplace else to give my my brain a, a shift to know that it's time to do work or to be around people to just get to feed off that energy a bit, right? right. And, and, and not having that experience. So imagine if that was like, my like if this was my first, if I was just coming into the workforce now, oh, it would just, ugh, I can't I, even imagine. I I don't know if I could do it. Yeah, same. And I think not knowing, particularly if you're younger, because you haven't, you're not confident in yourself yet. And you even don't, you don't even yeah, that right. you don't know how to interact or you don't know like what is the right way to behave because you don't even get to see that. Well, think about when you, the first job you ever had, right? You went to work from a certain time to a certain time. And then you left work and you went home. And if someone wanted to get in touch with you, they'd have to call your landline, (laughs) right? They'd have to call your house phone. You know what I mean? Like there was no like someone texting you or whatever. And then like maybe later on you had a pager, (laughs) someone would page you. But normally like work stayed at work. Like I my first job was at a video store. I couldn't imagine anybody. I mean, one of my friends did work there and we 
that's how I got the job. But like, I couldn't imagine like anybody from work at the video store calling me up, asking me a question or, you know what I mean? Or being in my business. Yo, or, did, yo did you rewind? Right. I wasn't kind. National and I Lampoon's didn't, and I didn't rewind. Vacation. But you know what I mean? It's like, it's a very different thing. And then I also go back to when I first started teaching, there was email, but it, students did not email you all the time at any time. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was no blackboard where they can do anything online. It was, if they were doing a paper, they had to print it out and give you a hard copy. Like there wasn't, you know what I mean? And if they, if they (laughs) sent an email, it was like, I don't even know. It was so rare that they would get in touch with you. Not during class time, you had office hours and that was it. Now I'm pretty much on call 24 seven with my students with emails, which I mean, to be fair again, so this is for me, I have a very, I have to create like certain rules around, right? Like, like I'm, I'm going to tend to email at this period of the day and then I won't go back. Like, you know what I mean? Like you almost have to set up structures for yourself so you don't get sucked in because but it's like, hard to get, to stick to it like, look, sometimes no, because I, I, listen, I, with I, the way things you're, you're, go. You're true. It's true. Yeah. It's true. But I don't think it should be like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like it shouldn't be licensed to mean you're on call all, all the, the time. time. I know. If I wanted to be on call all the time, I would have, I'll take a job where I, I'm supposed to be on call. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So yeah. So it's a difficult thing to navigate. I think like, so I want to give I think it's very easy to put the blame on Gen Z, but but I also want to be. But it's also not this part of it. They're a hundred percent their but fault. This is what I'm saying. A lot of things come into play. Right. I want to be empathetic to the fact that they're getting kind of a bum deal out of all of this. And, and it's what's, rough. What the main problem here is is that a lot of Gen Z and younger millennials are coming into the workforce not prepared for certain etiquette for certain challenges because they, you know, they've grown up differently than we have. So when they're coming into these experiences, the employer has to go above and beyond the normal duties of their job because they also have to cater to sort of teaching, Mm -hmm. right? There's a heavy coaching component that's involved here that, I mean... Like internships were the place where you went and you didn't get paid and you learned the job. Yeah. It's not really like that anymore. You're learning life skills and work skills and etiquette and also traversing through whatever that person is going through. You know so much information about people coming in because it's they put it all out there. You have to know all these little tidbits about the person and sort of learn how to maneuver around all of it. Well, so what's, what's and it? It's like training on the job, like triple. Right. And you know so, what I mean? So part of that though, right? It's like, it's part, it's part of the, 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 the tenor of this article was that like remote work really leaves people to their own devices. One. Yep. yep. And then two, like they don't actually get to see how people that are more senior than them no behave. One's, no and one's like, teaching them structure. Right. And it's hard. And I think, I think, and I don't think it's necessarily, again, I, I'm lucky because I'm working at a place where people actually like care about each other, right? And so it's not like a cutthroat type of place where there are obviously those environments, but I don't always, I don't necessarily think too, it's, it's that it's a, um, it's a conscious thing that people are doing. I think it's just like, a, oh, 
it's a recognition that, oh, we have to do things a little bit differently, mm-hmm. which I think is just is difficult. So I'm going to give you a couple of stats here because and then we can then we can move on from there. But one of the things was uh, there was a 2022 uh, Gallup survey where 52 percent of U.S. Canada workers were stressed at work daily. OK. And then there was another uh, survey from the Calm app, that app, you know, Calm or whatever, uh, 2022, that. of Gen Z was anxious frequently or all the time versus just a third of Gen X said the same thing and just a quarter of baby boomers said the same thing. And so I think, I mean, I think that makes sense, right? It gets less and less because you've, you've got a different level of experience, plus you're older and you've, you know. The boomers have been, okay, let's start with the, the boomers didn't have the computers and the technology. So they had a do a bunch of stuff and learn firsthand and go through certain aspects of their jobs, which was a lot harder than it is for people today. Then our Gen Z, nope, our Gen X, we were on the cusp of the computer generation. Like we had computers when we were younger, but Mm -hmm. there wasn't much we really, we didn't rely on them. Like I had a computer in my house. I barely used it. Yeah. Didn't know how to use it. Just, I got it because my parents thought, oh, she can use a computer. I just wrote papers on it. I didn't really, or played the Oregon Trail and yeah. lost all the time. But but then if you, now picture you grow up with the internet and computers in every aspect of your life well, and they're doing all these things for you. And sure. then you're left alone but, Up to your own devices to, you know. So to speak of devices, though, it's not even it's not even the computer as much as it is the mobile device. Be- right. Because now you because the computer, at least you can walk away from the computer. Mm. Right. The mobile device, if you've got that and you've got that, like I turn off like notifications on certain things at certain parts of like, right, because if you don't like that thing can be. That's the problem, right? right? Is that now you've got this instantaneous thing and then you've got the, the anxiety comes from right. one, not knowing what you should do as somebody new to the workforce. Also, the ambiguity of messages sometimes can be hard to decipher. Right. And then you get in your head, and I think this is where the anxiety comes from, is then people start to get in their head like, wait, is that person saying something like in a nasty way? Are they well, being mean right. to me? Like, do You're they- reading it. As you feel, right. you're not reading so, it as, as it is. As it, well, maybe, maybe you are, maybe you you aren't, Right. but that's part of the problem. And so that's where the anxiety is coming from, right? Where it's just now this interpretive anxiety versus mm-hmm. real, like not that it's not real anxiety, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, right. it, it may be the anxiety comes from something that may not even be there. Right. But you don't know that, right? <laughs> right? And so that's the difficulty. So I started to underline some things in the article. So to speak to this, it says the rise of remote work means that instead of settling into professional life by watching Mm -hmm. how their colleagues behaved in the office, Gen Z has been largely left to their own devices. I couldn't imagine every job that I have had, I have had someone guiding me along the way, no matter where it was, there was training along the way. So I learned the, the, how to do my job, but I also learned, you know, you get to know the people that you work with and they tell you, hey, like so-and-so doesn't like this or don't do this or try it this way. This is more efficient or, you know what I mean? And a lot of them, like, so let me just backtrack and say, 
Let me go back. That was a great sound effect, <laughs> just like Ace Ventura. That was really good. So I gave a workshop during the summer where I did some research and I gave a workshop to my colleagues at the at the college who we teach early college. So it's high school getting college credits early. So they're taking actual college courses. Hence the name early college. Early college. <laughs> so, well, when I do presentations, you never assume that your audience understands the jargon you're using. So some maybe some people don't know what early college is, right? So we do not make those classes dumbed down. They're like they're taking actual college courses with college professors. And a lot of the early college teachers were getting burnt out because there's been such behavioral and a lot of the students are just apathetic and they're not following through. Whereas pre-COVID, there was a hustle mm. and that hustle went away. And it's way more work for us now because we have to not only teach a course, but we have to also teach etiquette, how to be a college student, how to be just a, a good person, how mm. to prioritize, how to schedule, like yeah. stuff that we never had to do before, but we're doing in class as well. It's doubling my workload in the past almost four years. And so I gave this workshop and I wanted to explain to my colleagues why they're like this. It's not their fault, really. Okay. And and it's also why our job is really important and other in employers at other businesses to kind of be cognizant and aware that the internet and that like work remote work time that we had really affected how people behave in society and at work. And it's going to explain a lot in years to come when we start to see some real effects. We're just starting to see it now. It's a slow roll, but we're starting to see it now. And what I explained to my colleagues is the fact that one of the biggest complaints that the students had at that time, like worldwide, was lack of sleep. Because yeah. now there's no structure. Yeah. So we know with our girls, they were up until three o'clock in the morning playing Minecraft when they were remote learning in high school. You know, they had some structure, they got their work done uh, because we were on them. Some nights we just let them be up till three doing that so that they, you know, wouldn't be too stressed out. I mean, they were gonna be tired in the morning, but they're sitting in front of a screen. So it was like, whatever. But there were so many of these students that there's no structure and they're not learning from their teachers. They're not learning from their peers. They're not learning from watching other students that are older than them and, you know, learning the etiquette and the right and the wrong. And so that, that can take a toll after a yeah. while. And that was part of the behavioral problems and the apathy that was coming from the students. And so I feel like a lot of that is like you go to school and basically you learn how to behave. <laughs> you learn you know, how to be a student, you go to your job, you watch other people at the job, you learn how to be a good employee at the job. There's just, there was, that mess in four yeah. years really not only just affected kids, but those kids eventually become adults in the workforce. And then you're starting, and then people who are normally liked going to work and like to socialize got stuck at home. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I'll be honest, I did not enjoy working at home. Most of the introverts I knew thrived on it. They loved it. I, I did not. I need the stimuli of a face-to-face -face situation, yeah. and I won't have structure. 
I won't have structure. I would sleep all day. Mm-hmm. I would sleep all day. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like it, it, I've never been in that particular situation. So I wouldn't know, you know what I mean? Like what to do. Yeah. No, I, like I said, I, I enjoy the flexibility of work from home, but like I said, I'm also at the point where I'm over it. Like I, like, again, I don't want, I'm in a weird position, right? Because like there are certain things that I actually need to do, like work things I need to do from home because I have my recording set up here and I do a lot of things that require equipment. And so I need to do that here. But I would prefer, I mean, again, I I don't like the commute, but I also, I I enjoy like, I was talking about this the other day when I was talking to somebody, I, I enjoy being in the room with people, doing things on the whiteboard. Like I feel like we miss working together uh-huh. to achieve something. It makes and a it, difference. It, it, it does make a big difference because I feel like we're so, we're now we're all like working separately uh-huh. and then coming together, but not really talking about the work. And like, it just feels so mismatched uh-huh. a lot. And so like, I don't know, it, it's an interesting thing to have to figure out. I mean, you mentioned something in there about like mental health and, and people not knowing what to do and, and like, feeling sick and taking time off and doing, and I think there was an interesting stat. I didn't write it down, but I I remember reading it where somebody was saying something like now there are a lot of more people like particularly in Gen Z taking more times off, more time off. Because everybody keeps talking about self-care and self-care. Which I think is an important thing. Yeah. Yeah. To take off from work. It's self-care, but like you can't keep doing that. Well, the issue is that it was, it was, it was equating to something like, I, I don't know if you see it there, but billions of dollars uh, in lost time, work time, mm-hmm. right? Because people are taking that time off. And so it's an interesting thing. I mean, there was another note in there about like 50% of the people age 18 to 29 feel the job negatively affected their mental health. Yep, I underline um, that one too. And and the other interesting thing here is that also too in all of this, because of the way it's been set up now, because of this whole work from home thing, I think really that's the culprit in all of this. Like, not that these things wouldn't have happened, but I think it would have been lessened than what it is now because it's because at a certain point you have to learn, right? right? That and because now you don't have that interaction, you're not learning that. But Gen Z is the least engaged and most. The hell did I write? <laughs> wow, you took a note. Wow. You you're like a doctor. This and you is just like a scribbled. director's note. Yeah, yeah. They're the least engaged and most something out. Most burned out. That's what it was. Burned out. That makes sense. I got there. Okay. Which I think is really funny. And I I don't mean this in a bad way. Yeah. But (sighs) I don't know, man. I had jobs where I was burnt out. Yeah. I was doing actual manual labor. Emmanuel Lewis. Emmanuel Lewis labor. And it was like, it's a full, full day on your feet. You know what I mean? But I think that's a different thing, right? So like, there's nothing... Traveling there's nothing on a like train a, there's, and... there's nothing wrong with a hard day's work, but I think no, that's I'm a not physical. That's a bad no, thing. there's a physical labor to it, right? Like the, I think that's like right when you're out and about, you're doing, you're working, mm-hmm. and you're burned out because you've you've put a lot of energy into something. But I think there's a difference when it's a it's an anxiety issue and it's a it's a it's a mental health energy that you're putting into it, right? It's different from physical. You're getting burned out, like mentally, not physically, and I think those two things are different. Okay, right? Yes, like, but I think they they connect. Uh, of course, you know what I mean. But I think also 
the overstimulation comes from where I would work a full day and come home and maybe put on a TV show or two and go to bed, read a book, go to bed, right? Talk on the phone for a little bit, go to bed. Now you come home and it's like you're on your phone until however long with the lights off, your eyes are burning from the screen. And that also can cause mental health issues because you're you're absorbing more information. You're not coming home and just letting your brain decompress. And it's like a constant swirl of apps and socials and this and that and the news and other people's issues interfering with your issues. And you know too much. It's too much information all day long. And that can definitely burn out your brain as well. Yeah. And so I think there's also something to the fact that with the work from home and the lack of a commute, you don't get the transition from work to home. Right. And so I remember when we used to work at the physical therapy place together and we w- we had a rule. We were like, okay, on the subway ride home, mm-hmm. we would we can talk about work, bitch and complain, get yep. out what we need to get out. But once we get home, that's it. We're not talking about it. Right. Right. And so that worked very well for us. Yep. And I think similarly, like I, you know, I've got thirty to an hour commute that allows you to decompress before coming home where, I mean, we, we made fun of it the last time where it's like, sometimes I'm coming out in the kit and you're like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm not ready to talk to you right now, right. <laughs> you know, or vice versa. Right. right. And it's like, oh yeah, you, you, you just, it's, it's difficult to make those shifts. Right. Right. Where at least with a commute, you have that transition time, right? Right. To get yourself in a different frame of mind. And so like picture with them, it's like a constant barrage of just stimuli. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And that can definitely do it. And it burns you out. It tires you out. I I mean, if you're mentally exhausted, you're going to be physically exhausted. You know what I mean? I mean, I've had the, I have to force myself to get out of bed in the morning, mornings. I couldn't imagine being younger and having all that stimulus all the time and just, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I, I so I try to be, at least for myself, teaching-wise, I try to be accommodating while also sending sending out the air of there are boundaries here. So interesting thing you say with boundaries, because I think another interesting thing in this article was the, the talk the over-sharing. about- The oversharing. Well, the oversharing and, and um, yeah, sharing of their feelings. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I do kind of- it's very difficult to strike the right balance, right? Because like, I think I, again, like I'm empathetic to people's plight, <laughs> whatever it may be. But yeah, at a certain point, it's like, okay, like I can't help you with that. Like, I don't need to know. I don't, I didn't need to see right, that, right. right? Like, and it's difficult to modulate, again, not having the experience to know what you should or what you shouldn't say. It's just a very difficult thing to to navigate. What I have found that works, and it took a while to get there, is I compromise. I have boundaries, but I I will compromise because I do understand having my own issues, mental health issues, and just getting older and my body slowing down a little bit. I know my own stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm sympathetic and empathetic. So if a student will come to me, okay. Let's take, for example, my final. I was complaining about it the other day, but for weeks I told my students, all right, and I gave them class time to work on their final presentations. That's their final. 
I'm giving you time to work on it. Then I would send out messages and say like, hey, make sure you send me your draft and make sure that you're aware and the final is on this day. And then I would send out just a roster of these people going this, this day, da, 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 da. We get to the first day of presentations. I walk in, is everybody ready for their presentations? Yeah. And they're like, what presentations are today? It was today. It starts today. Yeah. I had one student say, I, I didn't do, I didn't make slides. I have one student that was like, I'm, I'm really not ready. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding yeah, me? And wait, yeah. then I had another student who had not been there, different class, all semester. Maybe he was there three or four times and he shows up the day before the last day. And I looked at him like, you look familiar because <laughs> he hasn't been to class. And he's limping around and then he, he leaves. He didn't even say anything. And then he comes back a couple of seconds later and he's like, oh, uh, miss, I forgot to tell you, I'm not going to be here on the last day of class. I've been having issues with my knee. I said, I'm very glad that you came back in and that you told me this because you didn't say anything all semester. And he's like, well, my other teacher said that they would give me an incomplete. I said, I'm not giving you an incomplete. That is way more work for me. And mm -hmm. there's no way you're going to be able to make up what you've missed. So compromise. If you can accomplish these five things by this date, I will pass you, but you're not going to get what everybody else is going to get. You're barely going to pass. And if you don't do everything on the list, I can't help you. He did everything on the list. Good. And he got a, a, a semi-passing grade. So I think that's, that's the interesting thing, right? Like as much as we can, like, again, as much as you can be empathetic to the situation and understand what's going on, there does have to be some self-responsibility in this mm -hmm. whole thing too. And I think that's where... I think things go off the rails where they expect to be treated differently, right? Or they, but or anyone, right? Because right. this could be anyone. But that's where I think you need to draw the line because it's like, look, like, okay, you have to pay attention, right? Like that should be a given. You need to, if I'm, you have a syllabus, <laughs> you have said it multiple times, like. You should not be surprised that you have a final. I'm sorry. Like, that's where I'm going to draw the line, right? Where That's where I'm not going to be acquiesced to, oh, you didn't know? Well, too bad for you, Just right? remember when you were a student, yeah. right? I, and I used to get so mad when my parents would do this, when they would do the back in my day. But you <laughs> want to know what? Those motherfuckers weren't wrong. Like, it's, it, it's hitting me now because I think about my finals in college, community college, my teachers, most of them would not even let us know what was on the final. You just kind of showed up and surprise, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like you didn't know, you had some that would tell you like, okay, well, read these 75 chapters and some of that information will be on the final. You know what I mean? Like there was no like rubric there, you know, if, if you missed the handout, you missed the handout. There was no way for you to get that information. You just, you, you had to buckle down and just show up every day and, and know the work and wish for the best, you know, like sometimes they'd give you a study guide, but yeah. that was it, you know? So, so that's the interesting thing that I think comes out of all of this. And, and some things I've been experiencing as well is that I think one people are getting anxious and I think it's causing more problems because they're, again, they're creating anxiety in places maybe where it doesn't exist, as we've but talked about. But there's no one there to guide them or but, help well, them or talk them out of they it. They don't know how to, one, go about their days, right? They don't know how to plan that because they're not seeing it. So it's, it's kind of, there's an uncertainty there, which again, the uncertainty 
causes them anxiety because they want to make sure they're doing a good job or maybe they don't or they just don't know what they are doing but let's let's again let's give the benefit of the doubt and say they want to do a good job but they just don't know what to do right there's that part of it and then the other part of it is that they just don't even really know how to interact with people. Well, it's also the repetition of an activity that gives you confidence and creates calmness. Just think about how many times you do something over and over and over and you get fairly good at right. it and then you feel more confident and then you don't feel as anxious doing a particular chore, you know? And that only happens when you show up every day and you interact with people who also are doing things where you can learn from them and learn from watching them. Right. You can't do that if you're sitting in your house or right. on Zoom or um, have a, you know a work schedule that's sporadic. Right. And so I think what's interesting in this too is that because of those things, and and again as somebody that manages people and builds teams and does all of that, like you really, there are people that are left with what they feel is like an ambiguity in their tasks, right? Mm. They don't really know what to do. And they're not good at solving problems that don't have like a clear cut solution, right? Like there's like, for me, I want people who can work some stuff out, think on their own, and I think the reality is, though, so many people don't have the experience to be able to think right. on their own, right? And, but and, if you don't have think someone guiding work, you or, well, or teaching yeah, you that, yeah. how are you going to know that? And there's things that are expected of you that are antiquated. Well, they're anti. Listen, it's 2024. We've gone through a pandemic where it it reshaped our work structure, our life yeah. structure, our relationship structure. And some people keep wanting to go backwards. You can't go backwards. So some expectations, you got to give a little leeway, but those expectations have to grow and move forward. Sure. And so there's some things like, and that's, again, I can only speak from a teacher point of view. Um, I have to restructure my students back because yeah. they're not going to get that in other aspects of their life. Yeah. And basically, I'm not only prepping them for college, I'm prepping them for life. Well, so- Because they don't even know. Like, I'm like, it's a simple, send me an email and say, Professor, I'm stuck. Yeah. Professor, I don't understand this. That's all you have to do, but it's your own fault. Right. It's you on you. Me. It's not me. Right. It's not yeah. the world. It's not your parents. <laughs> yeah. Now it becomes you. Yeah. So I've been finding myself being a little bit more vocal and a little bit tougher with them. But, you know, some things you have to say like, okay, there's definitely something else here that's beyond my, right. where it's, I send them, I send grade. them someplace else to <laughs> yeah. go yeah. fix that. Well, so I 100% I, I agree with you in terms of moving forward and adapting and changing with the times. Like, I, I don't mean that in things that I say, but in that scenario, these Gen Z folks we're talking about in this article just often just don't have the skills that I think we want them to have to be able to adapt right. in those situations and understand what it is that they are. Like they just don't have the mode of thinking and due to the anxiety that that causes, even if you try to coach them out of it, that in turn 
this is all dependent on the person, of course, but in turn causes them more anxiety. And so it complicates the issue even more. And it's just going to be interesting. So do you have a where solution? The, where the workforce goes. You know, do you have a solution? I, I don't... Or any thoughts or theories or... Honestly, uh, well, <laughs> so interestingly, I think I think maybe one solution would be parents don't give your kids devices mm-hmm. at a young age because I think we need to have people that need to understand how to... Again, right, we, I say it every at the end of every episode, life is a group project. Be kind to each other. Well, get ready for AI parenting because yeah, yeah. there's going to be I mean, AI teaching so an and AI thing. managing. I, I think I think again, I always I am I am always so grateful and and I feel blessed that we har- had our kids when we had them. Yep. Because we missed the where they were just the device was the TV. Mhm. And I think that's the argument that's often made, but the TV is not a mobile device. Right. And those mobile devices are designed to be addictive. Not that TV wasn't. So I think here's the here's the interesting thing is that I think when I think about it, and I guess an argument can be made either way, but when you think about television, I see when you had like people our age coming up with television, it was like the new thing and, you know, like video games. And it was a spur of creativity and imagination, right? It was like, wow, I can do that. I can make movies. Yeah. I can, you can create a video game. Like it became like a, like a, it was like a, oh, right. right. It was like, wow, there's a whole new world of imagination that I can let, I can get out what's going on in my mind onto this creative outlet. Because a lot of those things were creative, like you said. Right? Yeah. What the difference now, though, with a mobile device, right, and the difference between the TV and the mobile device, and again, you can argue that there were people that don't have that creative gene, right, that just veg out in front of the TV, sure. But what's different about the TV and the mobile device is when you're vegging out, the mobile device is giving you these, designed to give you these dopamine hits, that are a lot different that you don't get from the TV that can be destructive to your mental health and be destructive to just everything, right? And, and make you smaller in terms of like your your mental health and in interior feelings like that just causes a lot of these problems and that so that people don't know how to interact with other people and don't right. know how to behave and don't know how to think for themselves and don't know how, it's just a different thing at, I think a magnitude that, like, I I think we're seeing the effects of it, but I don't know if we really understand it. And yeah, to your point, like AI is going to add a whole other element to this. How are we going to like traverse this, this part of our later lives? You know what I mean? Like what's going to happen with interactions? Like as we get older and we have more hospital visits and it's not like real nurses and real doctors. Mm, yeah. They're, you know, like you go in, you sign yourself in and there's a robot that comes over <laughs> and takes your blood pressure. You know what I mean? Hello, like, Reese. Well, and then, and then just think like, especially this holiday season, I've noticed that there's less people behind the registers. They maybe have like one or one or two people lines up the yin yang and then everybody's doing self checkout. Yeah. And there's Ugh. more self-checkout than there is actual people working the registers. Yeah. And that to me is crazy. Now, listen, I'm not going to say I don't like it. I actually love it because then I don't have to really, if there are days where I don't really feel like talking with anybody, I do what I got to do, I get out of there. But sometimes it's 
it's important to have that interaction because it changes, it could change your day. Yeah, it's 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 such a sad, <laughs> it's a sad thing because when I think of, again, these advancements can be good in many ways. Like I, there was a there was a moment in time where I was really, really hot on, you know, when I was first getting into like the online marketing stuff where I was really hot on like, wow, this is amazing. And I still think it is in many ways that you can, connect with people, build these relationships and do these things with people that you just, you never would have met otherwise. Right. I feel like many ways you can still do that, but it's harder now because there's a, there's, because it's so mainstream now, it's like, you know, there's, there's a funny thing that it's like, you know, all of these things are cool until marketers figure out a way to (laughs) ruin it. right? Right. Like, and so like things become... So disingenuous, right? So like the example I'll give you is like, hey, you know what's really cool? Is if you can have a conversation with somebody. Like that was one of the cool things. Like that's why I love Twitter so much early mm. in the day. That was my probably my favorite social platform. And nobody talks to each other I don't, on Twitter I don't anymore. use Twitter just, at all anymore. They just fight but and what argue. But what was cool about it though is before it became like a tactic, right? Right. It was like, hey, I can have a conversation with somebody about something that I care about and we can have a conversation around it and- Oh, it can be useful. Now it's but just now it's like when somebody makes a comment, it's garbage. not like it's a real comment. No. It's like I'm commenting here because the the tactic is to comment on something that will get me in front of people, and it's not real. Well, no, <laughs> like, you but know, most of the time so, they just want to argue with you and tell you. Well, I well, never. What you I just ne- said is stupid. So I never got into the. I never went down the rabbit holes of. No, like, but I'm saying now today, that's all it is. If you post, I, well, like. The yeah. sky is blue. Everybody's gonna be like, mm, and then the, a fight will break out. Over, right. Well, it's all opinions. What it's I, no. What I'm saying though is like I never went down that. I avoided those types of toxic types of conversations, right? Which I think are more rampant today, and they, but they existed then as well. I'm just saying that. Like, it definitely wasn't as bad as it is today. Yeah, and so, but again, these are again, these are. It's the dopamine hits, yeah. right? It's yeah. like you could say, hey, everyone, have a nice day, and three people like it. Or you could say, hey, go fuck yourself. I hope you die. And yeah. 27 people like, yeah, or yeah. commenting or doing. Yeah. And you're getting that ding, ding, ding. Yep. It's and all of that. And then when you don't get that, that's when, again, you start to spiral and yeah. you start, yeah. you know what I mean? So I feel oh, like- nobody likes this? Well, how come nobody likes this? Right. Like. And, you know, I, I don't know. So I, I, I think your question earlier was like, how do you fix this? How do and you I fix think, this? I, I don't know if you necessarily fix it as much as we need, we, meaning collectively, individually, we need to be better parents, we need to be better teachers, and we need to be more aware and attuned to each other right? versus what we are now, which is ignoring each other. Right. And I think that's the only way, right? If you have kids, parent your fucking kids. Right. Don't give them a device to do the Talk parenting for you. Spend time. like. And I'm not passing judgment. Do memories and not things. But. I think it's also important spending that quality time. Even a, if it's just, I mean, do people even read to their kids anymore? That's a. I would love to know what the I, percentage I don't of, know. That's an interesting question. Or they just have Alexa do it. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. there's that. Yeah, or... I don't know. I don't know. And again, like, this isn't, it's not the, the whole thing, but it's part of it, right? And I think that's the big thing. We just need to make better people. Yeah. And in order to do that, we need to be engaged because human creatures crave connection. Yeah. And without connection, that's when problems happen. 
That's my thought, right? Mm-hmm. And so we need to we need to do better in terms of just being in the moment. I think more training. I think more life skill training is important in starting from kindergarten, you know, K through 12, and then reiterating it. Maybe like they have like first year seminar, like for freshmen, just kind of giving them a little, you know, life skills prep and and then, and then do the same thing in the workforce. Just experience things, right? Like even if you go out, what do you see? Just everybody's looking at their device. They're not with each other. Like even if you go, like you know, go to a concert. Like everybody's got their phone everybody's out. Everybody's got their recording phone out. the concert, right? Instead of just being at the concert, being present. And it's like I don't know. Like I get or it. Or being on their phone while they're driving. We, this is something uh, we well, complain the, the, about the, all the, the time. Dri- don't get me started on the <sighs> drive. We'll have an episode on driving because huh. we'll, we'll do like what are your driving pet peeves, and we'll have a whole thing. But it's a good one. But. Yeah, like yeah. just do the thing you're doing. Don't do another thing with it. Like I, I think this is a big fallacy too. Is that like people keep talking about multitasking, and there is no such thing. You don't multitask. You can't. We, we humans cannot multitask. I used to say I was. Oh, I'm such a multitasker. I realize no. I have ADHD. You need to be ADHD. able to manage. You need to be able to manage multiple projects. Like I'm thinking of this from a workplace perspective, but you can't actually multitask. You need to prioritize what you're going to do, complete something, and then move on to the next thing. It's easy to say, but you, you are very Again, grant, granted. But you are very good with structure. One reason that you thrive working from home is because you have structure. You get up, you have your routine, you you well, we need that, you get yeah. dressed, you put your shoes on, and even though you're home all day, yeah. right? You stop at 12 o'clock to eat, then you go back and you have your meetings and you do the stuff and you're really like good at doing all that stuff, right? And you can prioritize in that way. I'm on the op- total opposite end of you when I, when did I clean the closet? Was that yesterday? Yesterday, I cleaned out my whole closet. I knew what I needed to do, but I have to take five steps before I do it. And in the middle of doing it, I find something else that I'm like, oh, I found this. Let me go and finish this other project that I was doing because I found the thing I I couldn't find the last time. And then I do that. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me go back and finish the other. You know how many times I walked out from the closet, went into the kitchen three different times to get garbage bags, three different times went into the kitchen, did something else, (laughs) went back to the project I was doing. And I was like, what the hell did I go in the kitchen for? I would come back with water, a snack, something else, the cat, like, and then I'm like, wait, oh, garbage bag. Yeah. But that's how my brain like does three projects at once. Like I can do, I'm not saying that I'm a genius. I'm saying that sucks. I would like to just focus on the one thing, but I still get the job done. You know what I mean? Like I'll still do it while other finishing up other tasks and starting other ones for me to finish in the future, yeah. like you know what I mean, and but I've I've done that for so long that I know when to stop so that I don't get anxiety. I'm not saying that I, I get anxiety for the dumbest shit, but I'm just saying like when it comes to work stuff, I know when to stop. I make lists. I accomplish what I can accomplish, and and I feel like because we grew up in the t- Gen Z, I keep saying that Gen X. We grew up in the time that we grew up. Gen Z did not get that. Yeah a good portion of them did not get that type of struggle the way that we did. And it it also just, it just makes me sad because it's like, you have the internet, you have instructions to everything. 
at in the palm of your hand. You know how many times I ask you, how do I ba ba ba? And you always say, just Google it. Yeah. And you're not wrong. Because all I have to do, if I don't know how to work something or do something, I, I Google it. I figure it out. And there's just But I think I don't that's know. that's part of the problem though, is that there's not the figure it out part right. of it, right? Like the critical people, thinking that's the, aspect that's of the it. piece that's missing. Right. And so you, yeah, you can say Google it and they'll show you how to do it. But then it's the actual, wait, I have to do something part that people struggle with. Right. And I I think we're also a disposable society where, you know, if someone feels like, hey, I don't want to do this thing anymore, they do not do that. They just feel like, fuck it, I won't go back or I won't do this. Like back in the day, we would never do something like that. You know what I mean? It's always like, you know, I don't know. We always like sort of not second guess, but I don't know, like. It's just oh, it's so different. So I just wanted to say also there's a book. There's a book I want to get called The Shallows, What the Internet is Doing to Our Brains. Mm. And I heard someone talking about this recently. This, And I was like, oh, I need to get this book. Because I know that definitely it has done something to my brain. Yeah. So I want to argue with that for a second, though, because I don't think it's the internet. It's the mobile device that's really fucking with us. The internet. It's a, but the book is a cautionary look at how the extensive internet use changes the human brain. It has. It's changing our brain. The internet. So I would be curious as to. I, I don't disagree. I'm with not it. saying I'm, the mobile device isn't part of it. No, but it I just know. makes it more accessible. But I it think, says while the internet can be a useful tool, it's riddled with distractions like hyper hyperlinks, scrolling feeds, pop-up windows, and it's eroding the user, the yes, but attention I think, span. I think, though, if you took, if the mobile device didn't exist and we just had computers, right, like we did for so many years, yes, it would still be a problem, but not as bad as it is now because the sure. mobile device is really the thing that's causing the distraction, the lack of being able to focus, and the 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 pulling away to something else, right? Like that's really the thing, not the internet. Like it's part of it because I know it's all connected, but really it's the 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 ability to have this thing beckoning beckoning to you at every second, and you not being able to leave it alone. And I say you as the general you, right? Like that's the real problem. But it's the same thing before we had this in our hands. We. I was on, we were all always on the computer, everybody, but there was one chapter where it talks about how memorizing things is actually the first step into understanding them. Yeah, yeah. That is where the loss of critical thinking is because, you know, imagine we used to have to go to the library to take out a book to learn something and you have to read it and take notes and it helps you understand it. Yeah. Now, even, it doesn't matter if it's in the hand, if you just have your computer. But it does, it does because you, you don't necessarily take the computer with you everywhere and the phone you do. And so let me say it like this. I think that, yes, that is true. The internet, yep. But I think whatever the internet problem is, it's like multiplied by 10 because of the mobile device. I'm not disagreeing right. with That's you. That's what I would just say. I'm not I, disagreeing I, with right. you. I'm just saying the internet was the start of the of, end. Of course. Yeah, I mean, the beginning yeah. of the end. Yeah. In that sense. Yeah. Well, anyway, this was I'm, an interesting discussion. I mean, I'd love same. to, I'd love to, if you're listening and you have thoughts on this or your, uh, whatever generation you're in, it'd be interesting to hear what you've experienced. Uh, if you've either come into any contact with any of the things that we've talked about here today, or you've personally felt any of the 
things that we've talked about here today in relation to the workforce and how you're uh, dealing with the anxiety that you may or may not be experiencing either, either firsthand or through someone you may employ, uh, whatever the case may be. But uh, interesting well, times for sure. I, I do want to end on a hopeful note because I do feel hopeful because as We're long as- We're all going to die. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes, it's inevitable. Um, it's going to happen. But before that happens, I do feel hopeful in the fact that as long as we have some, even a minuscule amount of communication, I think we can be in a good place. And I think- I'm going to keep working on compromise. I'm going to keep working on hearing what the other person has to say to better understand them and hope that the compromise goes both ways. And and I feel like, you know, as long as we keep reaching out to each other and, you know, both parties can find it within them to speak up and speak out and not give up. Because yeah. I think a lot of people are giving up. And I think that's, that's what's... Yeah, well, you know, me I, sad. I, I do so. I do agree with you that I think the more you can do to go both ways, that the better off. And that's what she said. Will be. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, friends, uh, remember, life is a group project. <laughs> that's what she said. Ayo, be kind to each other. All right, friends, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. We got the right stuff. We put the hammer right down. Wanna be like us?